0: My brothers, my sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment where Corvinus was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and family of David to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region living in the fields and keeping the night watch over the flock. The angel of the Lord appeared on them and to the glory of the Lord shone around around them. And they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today, in the city of David, A Savior has been born for you, who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts, with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those in whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, we welcome you, and we are so happy that you have chosen St. Paul Parish to be with us today at Christmas Eve. We're so blessed to have you, so welcome. I have a story, and it may remind you of someone in your family, based on a story that I read from a storyteller and writer named John Shea, and it's about a guy named Uncle Paul. And I think we all have Uncle Pauls in our life. He had a tough year. He described it as a sadness that moved into his heart, like a fog that comes off the sea. It engulfed him. It made him numb. And through the year, he couldn't find any joy. He couldn't find any happiness in anything in his life. Two weeks before Christmas, his wife, Eleanor, and him were on their way to a Christmas party. So they get to this underground parking garage at a condo development. And they were heading towards the elevator. And a sudden noise came from around the corner, near the storage area. It was a moving clothing rack. Clothes rack, you know, they're on wheels, so you kind of see them at hotels. They move clothes around, maybe at a laundry. So it's coming at them quickly and it's moving and splashing through the puddles of water that were left from the melting snow on the cars. And in the front of the clothes rack was this young girl, about 10 years old, hanging on tightly to the vertical pole. And as the rack moved quickly, she leaned forward and it reminded Uncle Paul of Kate Winslet at the front of the uh, Titanic from the movie. Her hair was flowing back on the shoulder and the air and the rush of the wind and, as the rack moved. And it looked like that from the back was the grandfather, probably playing Leonardo DiCaprio, and going so fast and they were laughing so high, and there was such happiness and joy. And as they passed him, he, he waved and smiled. And as they turned the corner, he couldn't get enough of this. They disappeared. So him and his wife got on the elevator and he kind of said to himself, under his breath, he said, God, I wish I could push that clothes rack. God, I wish I could push that clothes rack. His wife looked at him and said, what did you say? No, nothing, nothing. I'm I just thinking out loud. Well, at that point, the elevator opened. And they moved out of the party, and that was it. I'm from a family of nine. And every year, the week before Christmas, we all get together, all 21, 22, however many there are, nieces and nephews, and all the spouses, boyfriends, and, and girlfriends, and we exchange one present between all of us. We did it last week. You probably do this too, or you'll do it in the next week. Well, Uncle Paul and his wife attended that family gathering from himself. And you know what it's like. There's a sofa and everyone's sitting on it. Everyone's on the floor, there's chaos. Every spot of the room is taken. Well, Uncle Paul situated himself in the corner. He wasn't in the holiday room. He could see them and watch the expressions of them opening up presents, but they couldn't see him have to pretend that he was excited about it. So the gift giving began, and gift after gift was opened. From underneath the tree, it took about an hour. Carrying paper, laughter, oohs and ahs. And then it came to a point where everything kind of subsided. It got quiet. His nephew, who was playing Santa Claus, with great precision, announced that the last present was to be opened, and it was to be opened by Uncle Paul. So he saw it coming towards him. It was a moderate sized box, passed along a chain of people, from the nephew who was Santa Claus, to the hands of his nieces, his nephews, his grandparents, his brother, his sister, daughter, his son, and finally to his wife, who handed it to him. It was fingerprinted by everybody he loved, and it was on his lap, and he couldn't kill us. He looked up, and everyone in the room watched with anticipation. It was the last present to be opened he quickly opened the present. He got no joy from doing it. And inside was a velvet bag tied at the top. And he untied it. And he pulled out this large kaleidoscope. It was dark wood, polished. It was a quality gift. But there was no card inside. And it was a gift without a giver. Who did this come from, he asked. Who do I have to thank? And, and no one said anything. There was silence. His wife jumped in, broke the silence. And said, "It's Santa, of course. It was if the word Santa was a signal for everyone to get out of the room. Everyone was first and moved on to get drinks and ask about dinner. And the gift giving was officially over. And he was left in silence with his anonymous gift. So his wife came over and sat next to him. And she said to him, aren't you gonna look into the kaleidoscope, Scrooge? He laughed, despite himself, picked it up, put it in his eye, and he turned it and the ten color pieces twisted and tumbled into a pattern that was so stunning for him. He turned it again and the small pieces were transformed into a new beauty. It was breathtaking. He took his time with his eyes and he took in the joy and the pleasure of that small gift. He couldn't get enough of it. And then in his ear, his wife, She whispered something to him. It was the closest thing I could find to a clothes rack. He put down that kaleidoscope and he looked at her. It was the first time in a long time that he noticed that his wife's long-flowing hair it was just like the little girl on the clothes rack. It was as if a sudden Christmas wind had flowed through the room and given the guy some joy and happiness. Joy and happiness that all year he had forgotten about it. and he really needed. You see, our lives, especially at the holidays, very distracted. And we often have broken pieces in our life. Separate pieces. Lots of noise. And often through that darkness we miss the light. We miss the small joys. We miss the simple laughter of a grandfather and a granddaughter. We miss a simple gift being chosen. To just bring a little bit of happiness. Tonight we step back in gratitude for our faith, the reality of the birth of Jesus. We celebrate Jesus' birth, a birth that changed the world, and if we are open to it, it changes us. And I have a gift for you, and it's a gift that you can be gifted when you walk out here tonight. And you can re-gift it many times. And the good thing is not a 20% interest on it. It doesn't cost anything. And it's more valuable than anything that you will get tonight or tomorrow morning. And there's only three gifts. There's three things, I think, that we don't say enough to each other. The first is, I love you. What is it? I love you. That's a kick to say it. I love you. What is it? What is it? I'm asking you to repeat it because I want you to get used to saying it. When was the last time that you said I love you? When was the last time that someone said I love you to you? Don't be stingy about it. Don't hold it back. It's a gift you can give out many times, not just tonight, tomorrow. So, what was the first one? I'm catching on. The second, I forgive you. You really catching on. I want you to get used to saying that. When was the last time you forgave somebody? Don't wait for forgiveness to come to you. It won't. Go and forgive. Go and forgive. You may have something this holiday, this Christmas that you're holding on to. Something you carry with you. Maybe when you're with your family. Forgive somebody. Go and forgive. So what was the second one? Finally. I mean, we say thank you like they're going out of style. We say them all the time. What I'm going to ask you to do for Christmas is take a gratitude of a real deep thank you. You might have a son or a daughter. It hasn't been a good year for them. Maybe they've had some challenges. Maybe they've had to tackle something that you probably did. So thank you for being my son. You're awesome in the way that you approach your challenge. You may have a daughter. Thank you for being supportive. I don't often tell you that, but thank you. You may have a mother or a father who's thank them for doing what they do for you, all the sacrifices that they make. You may have a grandparent, you may be a grandparent. Tell your grandchild tomorrow, thank you, for bringing so much happiness into my life. And maybe a wife or a husband. Thank you for the support and love that you give me, even when I don't deserve it. Thank you. Or maybe it's been a year of change and transition, and thank you for being the calm and a positive influence in a life of chaos and disruption. Thank you. Or maybe you have a friend that was there this year for you, and they don't even expect it. Thank you for being my friend. These gifts could be the best gifts that you give and receive. I know it seems simple, but often it's very hard to do. What if we all said, what was the first gift? Let's see if you remember. What was the second gift? What was the third gift? What if we did that to the people around us? It could transform us. And it definitely will transform the people around us. So on this Christmas Eve 2014, we celebrate God's greatest gift to us, Greatest gift to us the gift of an innocent, helpless baby, a baby named Jesus. Jesus who loves us, Jesus who is with His mercy that gives us, and Jesus who has great, generous gratitude for every single one of us. May we all be blessed. With the peace the peace, the hope and the joy of this holy night Oh holy night the stars are
1: brightly shine. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth.
2: Go to see my son This may your heart for now so you can't sleep tonight go to sleep my son go and chase your dreams this world For just this moment Simply be my child